Hello, this is Dr. David Friedman, host of To Your Good Health Radio, and this episode is being brought to you by Carnivora, the plant-based nutritional powerhouse. For several years, Kim Barnoon and I did a segment together called Chew on This. She's the author of the groundbreaking New York Times best-selling Skinny Bitch series of books, and we were known as the dynamic duo of due diligence as we digested all the latest health news and media propaganda. Unfortunately, she moved to France and the segment came to an end. Well, I'm excited to announce Kim has moved back to the United States. And using the words of Elton John, the bitch is back. Today, Kim and I are once again chewing on the latest health headlines. Today's topics include how your morning alarm sets the tone of your day, how you wake up can actually influence your health. We'll share an ingredient in cosmetics that's linked to causing obesity in females and their offspring. Kim and I will chime in on the latest meatless burger controversy. And if we have time, we'll answer some of you your health questions. You can send those to us at chewonthis at toyourgoodhealthradio.com. This and much more. Don't go anywhere. It all starts now. It's time for Chew on This, your health and wellness headlines and media propaganda report with Dr. David Friedman and Miss Tell It Like It Is, the author of the Skinny Bitch book series, Kim Barnewen. Welcome to this special Chew on This reunion show with my dynamic duo of due diligence partner, Kim Barnoon. Welcome back, Kim. Yahoo! The bitch is back! Pleasure <laughs> to be <here> again. <laughs> now, now I'm you moved so to, happy to hear your now, voice. Oh, we're happy to have you. Now, you moved to France. Now, that's considered to be the place for healthy living, purest food, and heart-healthy wine. What made you miss the U.S. so much that you decided to come back besides this show? Well, of course, the show is number one. Uh-huh. But you know, I am I am an American through and through. I I am I love our country. I love everything about it. And I was living in a teeny village, and I don't speak very well. Um, mm-hmm. My French was terrible, so I thought, you know, this is a great vacation for a year. But you know, this isn't for me long term. So I decided I wanted to be with my family and be in oh, the United great. States again. You may not speak the French language very good, but I bet there was one word you were saying all the way home. We, 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 all the way home. And that's, that's <laughs> O-U-I. O-U-I means, yes, I'm coming that home. That is <laughs> it. That was it. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, I'm happy to have you back in the saddle. You know, you and I have covered a lot of cutting-edge topics over the years. We were actually one of the first to discuss the negative side effects of vaping back when it was considered a safe alternative to cigarettes. You remember that segment? I remember that. I cannot believe that was, and that was such a long time ago, and it was just starting, and everyone thought this was the greatest thing. I know. And going way back, 2009, you and I discussed how unhealthy cow's milk is, and many people laughed at us, and today milk cells are at an all-time low. In fact, Borden, one of the world's largest producers of milk, has filed for bankruptcy. So we're making some changes here. Ugh. That is, we are doing good, aren't we? We are. Are you ready to create some more I told you so segments? I love it. I love when we say that. (laughs) All right. Let's go to our first health headline. It comes from NBC News. The Impossible Burger and Beyond Meat aren't healthier. These fast food meatless marvels are just PR. Several major restaurants have added meatless burgers to their menus, including Burger King, Subway, White Castle, the Cheesecake Factory, and even KFC offers a Beyond Chicken Sandwich. The problem with these fake meat burgers is they're highly processed and they contain an array of unhealthy chemicals that are not vegan approved. In fact, 
back two weeks ago, a class action lawsuit was filed against Burger King because its Impossible Whopper is not vegan like they've led people to believe. Not only is it coated with meat byproducts, these meatless burgers on the market contain a plethora of unhealthy chemicals and binders. I'm going to share a few, and then we'll chew on this topic. It's not very tasty to chew on, but the first one is called <clears throat> TBHQ. It's uh, tertiary butyl hydroquinone. That's a mouthful, and research shows it's a chemical associated with cancer. These burgers also contain magnesium carbonate, a chemical also used in flooring, fireproofing, and fire extinguishing compounds. Erythrocyne red number three, that's an artificial food coloring linked to cancer, and propylene glycol, which is also the primary ingredient used to make antifreeze. Kim, you don't eat hamburgers. What's your opinion on these, quote, healthier meatless burgers? Well, they're not so much healthier than people think. And, you know, it's on the one hand, it was such a revolution that these companies were coming out with these, you know, uh, fake meat products and everyone wanted to jump on this bandwagon. And I think that was a wonderful idea. But the problem now we're finding that they're not so healthy and they're actually uh, the Impossible Burger is comparable um, with the calories and fat levels and actually has more salt in them than real hamburgers, yeah. real meat. So this is a, this is really a big thing. And Burger King, with this lawsuit you were talking about, you know, people are saying, well, it's cooked on the same uh, grill as regular meat, so it's getting contaminated with meat right. products, so it isn't vegan at all. So true. And I think these companies, what they're doing is they're taking advantage of this growing plant-based trend, which, by the way, you helped pioneer back when being a vegan wasn't popular. And what they do is they label these burgers as plant-based alternative to meat. But let me remind everyone, there are two meanings to the word plant. One grows in the soil and the other one is a manufacturing plant. So these chemicals, binders and fillers, they don't come from the good kind of plant. But Kim, I guess technically they're still plant-based if they're made in a manufacturing plant. Deceptive, but it is accurate. <laughs> well, that is a good point. That's exactly what it is, is they're made in a plant, you know, and they, and you were talking about all the different ingredients, um, you know, the magnesium carbonate. They were, there was this article about how um, some breads were used, uh, there were parts of uh, a chemical used in making yoga mats that were found in bread. Well, that's exactly what magnesium carbonate is that they're finding in these fake meats. So you're basically getting part of uh, a chemical that is used in like flooring yeah. and yoga mats and not something I'd love to ingest. Now, one thing that kind of rubs me the wrong way, let me get your take on this. These manufacturers add beet juice to these meatless burgers to mimic cow's blood. And that doesn't resonate with me on so many levels, whether you're a vegan or not. Just think about this. Scientists have created fake blood for consumers to enjoy. It just doesn't sound right. Right, right, for consumers to enjoy. And that's the thing. And a lot of people that are not vegan say, I don't understand if vegans are trying to get away from the animal products, why would you want it to mimic animal products so much? Like exactly. The fake, you know, yeah. the beet juice, making it look like fake blood. And that's an excellent, excellent point. We really yeah. don't need to see that. Really don't. One of the other ingredients in this is called uh, methylcellulose, which is an ingredient used in laxatives. So, Kim, if people don't think these meatless burgers are crappy, they might after they eat one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're going to spend a lot of time in the bathroom after having too many. Oh, yeah, that's burgers. good. What do you do? Do you make homemade plant-based burgers? What do you make at home? You know what? I use lentils, and I make lentil burgers and, you know, chickpea burgers. I, I just, just 
I'm not into the fake meats anymore. It was something that I did very early on because I didn't know how to transition, right. but I don't use those anymore. I, you know, I love to make everything from scratch. So no, I'm not yeah. a fan of the fake, uh, fake meat products. Yeah. I'm the same. I use portobello mushrooms, onions, bell pepper, spices, you know, it, it, it takes less than 10 minutes to make and it has the consistency of a burger without the cow and portobellos. They're often referred to, right? Vegans filet, right? Because they have, they have, they could be marinated like they do a steak. You can even grill them. Oh, Portobello burgers. That is honestly like one of the best things you can, you can grill them and they taste so amazing. So yeah, that's a great one as well. That's great. Before we continue, I want to remind everyone that this episode is being brought to you by Carnivora. You know, with all the news reports about people getting sick, I get asked a lot, what am I doing to support my healthy immune system? The answer is Carnivora, a nutritional powerhouse supplement made from extracts of the Venus flytrap. It's the product I take daily to keep my immune system at its optimal level, and you should too. Carnivora contains seven 17 naturally occurring compounds that help support a healthy immune system. We're bombarded every day with germs and chemicals and free radicals and pesticides, and all of these can wreak havoc on our immune system. Even daily stress can lower our body's ability to combat disease. The Venus flytrap is considered one of the strongest plants in the world, and Carnivora allows you to harness its power and immune-boosting properties. Order yours today at Carnivora.com. Use promo code GOODHEALTH for 10% off your order. Instead of stressing about getting sick, take proactive steps to boost your immune system and live the healthy life that you deserve. Carnivora.com. Type in promo code GOODHEALTH for 10% off. Let's go to our next headline. comes from Medical News Today. Your morning alarm may set the tone of your day. They featured research published in PLOS One Medical Journal showing if you have an alarm that goes beep, 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 it can make you feel groggy, tired, more clumsy, and less productive. People that wake up with loud morning alarms are also more likely to cause severe car accidents. The study goes on to say people that use a soft melodic alarm to wake up are happier, more productive, and alert. A particular concern was people who work in dangerous situations like firefighters or pilots or surgeons. Simply waking up with a soft melodic song or nature sounds could make the difference of life or death. Kim, how do you wake up in the mornings? Are you jarred out of a deep sleep with an alarm? Yeah, you know what? It's so funny. I had just heard about this on the Today Show not too long ago, and I thought to myself, where's my phone? I'm changing my ringtone because I have been jarring myself out of bed with this horrific loud noise, and so is my husband. So, you know, reading this and making it, it just makes so much sense, especially when you were saying, you know, these um, emergency workers that need to be on top of their game, they need to wake up right away and they need to really have that mental focus, having something that's more soothing and brings you into this day a lot better than having that old alarm clock that basically rang and you had to, you know, had the two bells and you had to, you know, shut it off or throw it across the room. Yeah, I can see where that can jar you out of bed and make you grumpy for the day. 
Yeah, I mean, just listen to the word alarm. It doesn't really bring images of anything good. Think about it. Someone, someone is alarmed. That's a bad feeling. It's like associated with what burglary, fire, bad weather. Why would anyone wake up alarmed from a sound sleep? And what it does, it obviously it increases your heart rate, blood pressure, stress hormone. Instead, I actually wake up to a morning chime. It gently wakes me up instead of drawing me out of a deep sleep. So every morning, Kim, I say it's chime to wake up, and I say rise and chime. That's my message to get up. I love it. <laughs> Have you heard I, of these? I l- do the harp, uh, actually. The harp? Oh, that's nice. Harp. Harp to tar. Yeah, I like that. That's even better. And, you know, it's it's a soft waking up. Have you have you heard of these light therapy wake-up clocks? Have you heard of these? They're really cool. They're based on that light. No. The light woke up our ancestors before the invention of the alarm clock, and they talk about melatonin production stimulated by darkness, inhibited by light. So what happens is it this light tells the brain it's time to wake up, and it, it does it gradually like a sunrise for a smooth transition of the day. I've not tried it, but that sounds pretty intense. impressive doesn't it it does because you think of you know if you're waking up and it's dark and then all of a sudden you're turning on all your lights it's bright but it's dark outside it's bright in your house your eyes are trying to adjust your alarms going off you're freaking out you know anything that you can do to transition into your day to make you the healthiest and happiest and the most productive that actually makes a whole lot of sense to get gradually used to the light in the day Another option out there, which I haven't tried yet, it's called the aromatherapy alarms, which create smells like citrus to help create alertness and wake you up. That sounds kind of interesting. And but Kim, knowing how I everybody's so t- keeps everybody so doom and gloom, <laughs> I bet somebody's going to create an aromatherapy that smells like the house is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> that'll wake you up. And that that'll get you out of bed, won't it? <laughs> oh, you bet. That'll dry you right up. Defeats the whole purpose. That's fine. I got to share. I got to oh, share I this. Love that idea. Yeah, I got to share a story. So, so last week a patient came in and told me he gets nine hours of sleep, but he's always groggy all day. So I asked him. I said, "How do you wake up in the morning?" And he said he wakes up to the heavy metal song "Let the Bodies Hit the Floor." <laughs> Kim, can you imagine <laughs> being jarred out of a sound sleep with somebody screaming at the top of their lungs? And I'll tell you. Oh if, no. If that song woke me up, my body may hit the floor, but something else would hit the fan, and I probably need some OxyClean to clean up the mess. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's okay. I, I the Heavy metal, that's really not meant for the morning, I don't think. <laughs> I don't think so either. That's great. Let's go to our next uh, health headline. was published last week by U.S. News & World Report. Pregnant women using cosmetics containing parabens are more likely to have an overweight baby. Parabens disrupt hormonal function by mimicking estrogen, and it's been linked to cancer and reproductive issues. And Kim and I, we've covered various chemicals linked to obesity on the show before. These endocrine disruptors, they can cause weight gain. And Kim did a wonderful job of exposing these chemicals in her book, Skinny Bitch, Home, Beauty, and Style. And I devote a section on the topic in my book, Food Sanity. But Kim, this is the first study showing a link to prenatal exposure of these chemicals causing children to become overweight. This is taking it to a new level. It absolutely is. And you think of, you know, how much um, chemicals women are putting on their bodies, whether it's makeup, whether it's body lotion, whether it's face cream. You know, there's so many things that have the parabens, you know, there's the preservatives in the cosmetics yeah. and there are phthalates and in the makeup. Um, I'm not into the animal testing whatsoever, but part of the article does talk about how the offspring of the mice that they were um 
giving the paraben exposure to, they were tending to eat a lot more and that the parabens are altering a gene that helps regulate appetite. So it sort of, you know, goes hand in hand to, um, you know, the mother eating more, maybe the baby eating more, but this is, it was incredible. Of course, this is going to affect the baby because everything that the mother puts on their body or ingests is, is going right for the baby. Right. And you mentioned, you said that the word they didn't bring up in the study, phthalates. And I'm glad you brought that up because uh, think about this, you know, females, they're eating healthy, they're exercising daily, but they can't lose weight. It could be the skincare products that are to blame. Who knew what you put on your face to go out at night could be building up fat cells and studies show it does increase fat cells in the body. And Kim, phthalates are also used to make shower curtains. So you go and you take this hot shower, the water hits it, you breathe these chemicals and these particles. Who could have imagined our shower curtains could be the reason we can't lose weight? So simple solution, get phthalate-free shower curtains. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's little things like that. And, you know, you and I, we love to play detective. And I tell people, don't be so trusting on these products. You know, there's answers. Phthalate-free shower curtains. They're on Amazon. Bed Bath & Beyond. It's not that difficult. And you want to make sure your makeup doesn't contain parabens or phthalates. Look for a cert clean emblem on your makeup or go to Environmental Working Group's website. They analyze over 16,000 skincare products and list which ones are safe to use. And you can visit them at ewg.com. Dot org. That's great. We may have time for uh, some questions. Several of them come in. I think we have time. Let's go to this first one by Dolores Myers from Sarasota, Florida. Dear Kim and Dr. Freeman, I'm so glad Chew on This is back. I have binged, listened all to all the old episodes and always learned a lot. My question is, coffee gives me the jitters and keeps me awake at night. Can you share your favorite co coffee alternative? Great question, Kim. Do you have like a Java alternative that you love? What's your go-to energy you know, boost? I wish... I wish that I had a coffee addiction because I love the smell of it. It reminds me of my grandmother, but I can't drink it. I don't like it. Never have. I'm a tea drinker. And after two o'clock in the afternoon, it is all herbal tea all day long for me because um, I do like to have my English breakfast in the morning, but you know, I have to cut it off after a certain time because it will keep me awake all yeah. night. Um, but as far as a coffee alternative, do you have any good ones? That's a good question. Yeah, I um, I'm I'm the same way. I, I like coffee. I love how it tastes. Love how it smells. But I'm one of those that have a hard time metabolizing it. I think that people that have gut issues, which I do, have to be really careful because it creates peristalsis, which is an involuntary constriction of the gut. Who wants that if you've got gut issues? So, I'm one of those. But I do love the taste. But I tend to go for matcha tea. It's concentrated version of green tea, much higher antioxidant content. And what I love about it, Kim, is it contains catechins, which combat oxidative stress to the brain and it has half the caffeine is coffee so it gives you that sustained energy with no jitters but one thing I really like is it has L-theanine which helps to increase focus and another one I don't know if you heard of Lion's Mane Kim for jitter free that energy that's one, another one that I use it's a power boosting energy product oh that's a good one to know about those are good ones. So you got some options. So yeah, we're both the same way. But you, you love the smell. I love the smell and taste. But I have to stay away from it. So I kind of go with more tea like. So we're both agreement there. Herbal tea is the way to go. Sally Rutherford from uh, Wisconsin says, "I suffer from fibromyalgia. I have constant muscle pain. I've tried several drugs, but they aren't helping. Is there anything natural you can recommend that will help?" Kim, anything you recommend for Sally to avoid? Maybe just to add to her diet that helps achy muscles. Anything that maybe helps get rid of inflammation. You know, 
I kind of went through a, a period where I was having um, leg pain. It, isn't, it had nothing to do with fibromyalgia, but I had to really pay attention to my magnesium and potassium yeah. levels. Um, you know, my doctor was saying um, I took magnesium supplements and I also made sure that I was getting enough potassium because I was, we found out that I was deficient in both. So those are two that I really wanted to pay attention to. And I've become a monkey because I eat bananas like they're going out of style now. And it honestly, the two together really helped me. Yeah, you bring magnesium. That's one of my top picks. Over three decades, I've recommended two things. It's called malic acid and magnesium. It's kind of like the uh, the one-two punch for pain and fatigue, and it really works. Also, anti-inflammatory diet, and see a chiropractor, acupuncturist. They can also give some relief. And one thing you and I have discussed that we want to maybe bring back up is Epsom salts, right, for pain relief and sore muscles. Oh, Do you still use? Absolutely. I know we talked about that. It's wonderful. And, and, you know, you can buy it in any drugstore, any grocery store. They even have lavender Epsom salts, which is by far like my favorite thing. And it relaxes you. It relaxes your body. It takes away aches and pains. It's wonderful. Yeah, I'm one of those, I, I tell patients to take baths, and the men always say, you know, no, it's, the, you know, I'm one of the guys who loves taking hot baths, I think that's my escape, but females and men have the biggest complaint, Kim, when I ask them why they don't take bath, I don't want to soak in dirty water. So get this, Kim, they're okay with the dirt being on their body, that doesn't make them go ooh, but when they <laughs> get in the bathtub and it leaves their body, they're grossed out. <laughs> I've heard that, and I don't agree. I don't think you're sitting in your... It's not like you've just rolled in mud, and then you're sitting in, <laughs> in a mud-filled bathtub. So I think if you're if you're not quite that dirty, I think you're okay. <laughs> exactly. But it's the number one excuse. I always say, you know, what's... I recommend that moist heat, and I say hot bath. Ew, I don't want to soak in my dirt. I'm like, you don't want to soak in your dirt? You're walking around with the dirt. Get it off your body. That grosses right. you out. With exactly. <laughs> That's, That's great. exactly right. Yeah, we got a uh, time. Hey, let's do another question. We got Dan Michael sent one in. I have read in the news that fruits contain sugar, which causes fat buildup and therefore should be avoided. Any truth to this? Kim, you know, I've been getting more and more experts on this show scaring people away from eating fruit. What's your opinion? Should Dan stay away from oh. fruit? No, no. Fruit is your friend. You know, I, I definitely have heard this so many times, too, that people get so scared about it. And I think, you know, the Atkins diet is also one of those things that's so popular and it limits people's fruit intake. And there's only so many fruits you can eat. But fruit is natural. It's wonderful for you. It's healthy. It contains the vitamins and the, and the minerals that you need. So eat your fruit. Yeah, you know, I agree. You know, fruit gets such a bad rap because people say, oh, it contains sugar known as fructose. And because of that, that's why these experts say avoid fruit because it can be linked to obesity, heart disease, type 2 diabetes. But that's not based on any science, folks, or common sense. Kim, have you ever seen anyone get obese or get diabetes because they ate too many apples? Have you ever heard of it? <laughs> it and that happen. saying, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. We have that saying for a reason. <laughs> for a reason. But apples are loaded with sugar, but they're so chock full of fiber yep. and pectin, it buffers out the fructose. So they're looking at one thing exactly. and not the other. Another example is blueberries. They have a whopping 15 grams of sugar per cup, but research shows eating blueberries every day can normalize blood sugar levels and reduce your risk of diabetes by 23%. So, same with apples. I read a study that if you have five apples a week, it decreases your chance of getting diabetes by something like 30%. So 
Weird, huh? They're filled with sugar, but and we just interviewed uh, Dr. Michael Greger on the on the show, and he was talking about a study where they have pumped massive amounts of, of fruit in people. Just I mean, just eating it, eating it, and measured, and and they lost weight, and their blood sugar went less. So <laughs> I mean, there's some really good studies out there. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I think, you know, we have to go with that, you know, natural is best and fruit is natural. It has fiber and everything we need in it. So keep eating the fruit. Keep eating the fruit. Now we do want to mention that drinking fruit's another story because the fiber is destroyed. So eating an orange won't cause unhealthy spike in your blood sugar, but drinking orange juice will. So eat fruit. Me and Kim in agreement. I hate these folks saying that fruits are bad. Oh, it's the worst thing you could do is limit yourself with fruit. Awful. And then uh, before, yeah, before we close, I want to find out what are you working on? Will we have another skinny bitch book coming out in the near future? Well, I have been working on recipes, so I am hoping to do some another cookbook because that is my passion and I love cooking and I you know, it's there's so many great cookbooks out there, but I wanna I wanna contribute still. So working on the recipes and hoping for a cookbook sometime in the near future. That's great, you know, and I, I always tell people it's you know, you, you were pushing this plant based and vegan before it was popular. I mean, all these people I interview on there, it's like you pioneer, you planted this seed. So, you know, we, we definitely, you know, keep you there because um I think that you started the flame and, and this we, we, we want to hear more about you, more recipes. I love all your books and people should definitely be and they're fun, they're they're sassy, they're not too scientific. People can relate, they can laugh, and you know, you have this great way of expressing, you know, the, the, the healthy mentality. Which doesn't mean avoiding food you love, right? It's not about people here vegan. Oh, that means you're going to be eating celery. It's not about that. That's <laughs> and, you know, exactly you, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you've, you've done, done your share too. So it's it's amazing what you've done, and you know, I think together we're really spreading a great message for people to really, you know, read ingredients, pay attention to what you're eating, and make healthy choices. Yeah, fantastic. The show just flew by like it did in the old days. You know, it's been so great having you back on the true on this saddle. Fun. Great. We are your dynamic duo of due diligence, and we're here to help you digest all the latest health headlines. If you see a health-related news story that you want us to digest, send it our way at chewonthis at toyourgoodhealthradio.com. You can follow Kim on Facebook and Instagram at Kim Barnuin. For my daily social media post, follow me at Dr. David Friedman. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. D. Friedman. If you heard Kim and I share something today that could benefit somebody you know, send them a link to this podcast. It's available to you goodhealthradio.com. Check out our podcast library. Share these segments with friends, family, co-workers, and on social media. Uh, sharing is caring. You can also subscribe to future podcasts at iHeartRadio and iTunes. More to come. Stay tuned and stay well.